You know what? You know what your your intro has become for me. What? You know that gif Full of stars. Vince McMahon, oh. where he's progressively <laughs> like the, getting more impressed, more aroused, and at the end he just falls over when you. Yep. Yep. That's me. When you, and I was about to fall over. I was Sorry. Like, Who's happening? What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 96. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Macker. Joining me today, two exciting equestrians who never lose their game of dice underneath a gas station. Dave Grimma. That's me. And Dick Lund. What if I just said it wasn't me one time? <laughs> what would happen? Would I stop Bring us the real Dan. <laughs> what did you? What have you done with him? I've swapped myself out for a fake. But it'd be like it sounds like Dan, but then he would be thinking, you know what I love? Onions. Aren't they the best? Guys, I'm just like, eating this onion minute. sandwich, and it's there's grilled onions, caramelized onions, and raw onions. It's delicious. <laughs> and then, yeah. and they're like, somehow, Dave and I can't see each other, but we'll make like stink eyes at our walls. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll, I'll hear you guys stare at each other and nod. And you're I'll not Dan. You're on, you're on to Dan. me. <laughs> well, you are Dan. We are the Dinosaur Machines. And we have gathered here too because we're discussing a game with equestrians, sort of. Kentucky Route Zero. A game about Hey-o. a horse. A game with a horse in it. This There's a horse. Weird. There's a few horses. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. There's a lot. A lot to it's unpack gonna be, uh, It's going to be one, listener. <sighs> this but is that's for the main topic. For now, let's check in with the old uh, horseshoes. Yep. Yeah. Horseshoe that's, games. That's me. I'm yeah. the old What do they call those? The is jockeys? The old jockeys. The old We're jocks. technically jockeys. We're internet jockeys. Are we? In this moment. Because like oh, just jockeys, so. you know, hey, yeah, that's yeah, us. Gotcha. <laughs> no? right. Dave, how you doing, buddy boy? I'm okay. We went. I went ice skating with my daughters for the first time. It was pretty exciting. I watched Natalie fall at least 25 times but she got up with a smile every time it was i was so proud of her it's weird how ice doesn't hurt as bad as you would think it does no i I mean i think it hurts i've fallen i think it hurts plenty (laughs) maybe i'm saying this as somebody who's been on ice in like hockey pads Yeah, oh. pads make a difference. Is, this is that a humble brag? <laughs> uh, I'll play hockey a couple times. Dan, Dan is fit and plays hockey. I <laughs> wouldn't say. I was say, I... I was mentioning this to Jen today. I was like, you know who's a good skater? Surprisingly, considering how clumsy he is, is Dan. Much better on <laughs> motion style things than static feet. Mm. That's mm, I like to move. Feet. Yeah, but let's continue talking about your day. I don't want to no. talk about my hockey. No, it was lovely. It was lovely. Nah, he's burying the lead because then they got ice cream. And that's really what's important about it. Yeah, yeah, that was I know. a funny and text chain. Mark to made be a on. statement of ice cream better than ice skating. And I have to say that Mark is probably the person I've seen ice, eat ice cream the most in my life. That's funny. That's surprising. I, <laughs> I don't eat that much ice cream. I, I, there was a period of time where I did live with Mark. And I remember distinctly him most of the time, A, not actually eating the dinner his mother made and actually eating Ilio's pizza. And then afterwards, looking for wow. Ben and Jerry's in the fridge. Big 13-year-old like kid feels. Big 13-year-old kid feels right there. I'm not going to eat the food you made. I'm going to go get McCain Elio's. Which is funny because that's what Nell does now. She never eats dinner and then she wants dessert. And I'm just like, how dare you? I wonder where <laughs> she got that from. Are. There's a thing about how It's ancestors... just a genetic thing. There's was like... I like that? I don't remember. Have I blocked it out? Dave literally yeah. just said you pizza. were. Every... Yeah. I was like... And it was always either Cherry Gar- Garcia or Chunky Monkey. Chunky Monkey. 
And yeah. and I just remember, like, you would answer them by name, and I would watch you eat it with a spoon right out of the pint, and I'm like, he's not going to share that with anyone. And I watched this happen most nights. <laughs> you would eat by I, didn't you, I didn't know you had such strong feelings about this. <laughs> I also remember many times in my life being surprised at the fact that you could bite into a popsicle. I don't understand how you guys don't bite. You got some chompers the there, bro. Jeez. I'm like, I, 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 I think of it right now and I get the chills. I'm like, how am I going to bite popsicles? To like lick a popsicle down, like just with the force of licking, what does that take, 30 nah, minutes? You suck yeah, it takes dry, a long time, dude. but it's it's too cold mm. to just bite into. Crazy. See, this is just, the, this goes back to my fear of melted ice cream. That's really what this comes down to. Wow. I can't wait. What if it starts melting? I'll freak out. I used to intentionally wait for my ice cream to melt. Topic on Ben and Jerry's. I had cannoli flavored ice cream from Ben and Jerry's like a couple How's days that? ago. Amazing. Not dairy free. I think I felt that immediately after. Oh, but it true. was, I mean, I'm not lactose intolerant, but I think you said it best today. I'm lactose sensitive. Mm-hmm. It definitely sensitive. hit me in the gut, but oh my God, it was worth it. But it melted super fast. WTF, mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's. I mean, it was good. Question about cannoli. Could cannoli pass as a breakfast food? No, I don't think that's even close to this. <laughs> no, uh, too pastry. It, no, uh, extremely pastry. Is a cannoli a sandwich or a wrap? Mm. Uh, so oh, it's so like wrap. so. Let's see. It's it's cannoli. So cannoli, no. Cake, yes or no? Uh, no. See, that's it. It's like muffin. You think of like a, yes or uh, no? A muffin. I see where you're. I see where it's you're going. Close. I see the reverse engineering already <laughs> happening, and I agree with what, that. And what, what about pie? Pie is not breakfast food. No, pie is too succulent. What's but succulent? That's like not the one I meant. Succulent. Sweet. It's a plant. <laughs> well, you see, you wouldn't put butter on. This has to be its own podcast, by the way. This is like third time we're talking about food. What about what do you mean butter? Like you, you put butter, put butter, on, butter on, on a muffin. Like you dress it up, put jelly and butter on a muffin. That's like breakfast, right? You know, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. But that's basically cake. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's like, cake. Um, what is what is a what's the difference between a muffin and a cupcake? A sweet a sweet <laughs> bread. I see a sweet bread versus like a straight up pastry. Mm-hmm. Like where's where's the line drawn? I, I don't like to think they're. I think it's hazy at best, and that's why we should it's, be able to make the these line decisions. is blurred. But I want to eat a cannoli for breakfast. Is a is a plain muffin a cupcake? Muffin. I hate. Was it, I do. For the record, I do hate how we are devolving. Didn't one of your daughters? <laughs> yeah, Natalie of... asked me. She 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 told me. She asked. These are a couple things that happened recently. She asked me why. What would a plain muffin look like? I'm like, there are no plain muffins. No one would ever want to eat one. <laughs> She's like, and the other thing she asked me no was, one would ever want to eat one. Yeah. She asked. She was asking me about shirt sizes, and she was like, "How come there's not an extra medium?" And I was like, "Well, what would that even mean?" <laughs> <laughs> was like, extra medium. <laughs> that's a Dave question, though, isn't it? Yeah, I was that like, is, she is your daughter. I was like, I was like, extra small is smaller than small, and extra large <laughs> is bigger than large. How do you become extra medium? And she was like, it's bigger oh. than medium, but smaller <laughs> than large. It's the same. It's the space between medium and large. No, and it's right. it's even even more extra. See, that's what it is. Because if you think of it as a spectrum, then there's an endless amount of sizes between <laughs> large and medium. No, endless. This is what we get for not having like a number shirt system. Like it's a four. Like yeah, you know. Well, the girls do. Girls yeah. have that for waist sizes, but we have to. Oh, let's no, measure. they have it for dress sizes too, right? Yeah. Oh, really? But is it the same? Well, we have yeah. it for waist sizes too. Is it? I thought. Oh. Yeah, but that's I, different. They have like zero one. I don't threes. buy enough dresses these days. Here's a, yeah, they have a like, mini mini trivial tastemaker. Guess Dan's waist size twenty eight. Dan's waist size, I'm gonna say, is a. 32. Dave got it. I feel like Dave actually knew that, uh, too. 
28. For some reason, you have like a really small waist in my head. I'm shorter than you. So I think think it's just all scaled down in your mind. So you're like, well, Dan's got to be fit. And I'm not not. Dave's probably small. Dave's like me and Dave are the same. I I have 32. Yeah. Dave and I have oddly enough shared many clothes. I'm wearing actually, Dave, I'm wearing red hoodie today. Oh, you're wearing and, it? Yeah, I'm wearing red hoodie. <laughs> I gave wearing, Dave the, you're wearing I our gave, hoodie. <laughs> I gave Dave a hoodie because I got like too fat for it. And then one day I was cold at his house. He was like, Here, have a hoodie. I was like, Wait, this is my hoodie. He was like, You know, you can take that back. I don't really wear it that much. And I didn't. It fits perfectly now. I don't know what happened. Wow. You grew into it. I guess. Oh, no, I grew away from being too into it. <laughs> He grew, no, you grew into it, just smaller. All right, from the other, like the shoulders out of the belly. They moved up. I, you know what it is? As I stretched it out. Thank you. It, it fits you wonderfully. Go. Well, now that he's stretched out your red hoodie, Dan, how are you? I am so tired. <laughs> I, 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 between this weekend with Pax East and the weekend before, I went to a friend of mine's album release party. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a humble brag uh, I know right Becky's boyfriend was like I'm losing an album I'm like holy moly we'll come out so we went out to that that was great but it was also like a late night Yeah. and then like luckily I was able to preserve my voice just for a week and because you know you're talking in a bar as an adult that actually hurts hey yeah how are and then you? you get home it's like why does that throat hurt somebody punched me in the throat but that's not what happened I just talked loud for like three hours and yeah. um, then Pax East is just all loud talking again did you get the corona? I didn't. So far, I didn't get it. Knocked on that some of that wood there. Well, you're a week yeah. out. One more Dude, week I've been, pu- well, you know, it's uh, 14 days, so I'm halfway through. Um, mm-hmm. I was pureling like That's crazy. That's what he means Pax- by you're a week out. Yep. <laughs> oh, so I can't, Dang I don't know it. yet. I see what you're saying. Isn't it crazy how, like, everyone's like, oh, man, wash your hands. And it's like, and it's, it's like yes, that. Yes. I thought we were all, do- we? I thought Let's we were that, all on that please. page. I, think, I thought we got there already. I thought we were. Well, I think Paxis is just. In, in gaming conventions in general, just because everyone's handling I mean, stuff. I'm going to say it. Gamers are gross. And, you know, <gasps> right? Controversial. Uh, all right. Let's assume. How do you speak of our kind like that? Uh, let's assume like hygiene's on the up and up in all of human race, right? Mm. Well, I mean, traditionally at, it is. At gaming conventions, regardless of how clean you are, you're sharing controllers all day, but yeah. to their And credit. also you're all VR over. headsets. You, yeah, oh. you're in the same zone. The keyboards are being used. It's just a, if you want to get it cold, go to it's a, a convention. Mi- it's a minefield. It's, mm. They call it the Concrud. This year it was, it was just called CoronaCon, actually. Because <laughs> PAX was like right before all the cancellations have occurred. Right, right. And I remember, th- actually, people were like, man, I think PAX East is going to be the only convention that happens this year. And I was like, wow. I think so. It's possible. I think it, I think E3 is going to be out. Mm, I think they're going to cancel it's it. It's quite likely. And also, this yeah. is going to, I feel like we're going to see a seismic shift to direct. I think Annapurna mm. mentioned doing a direct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, we really don't need. And by direct, I mean, of course, Nintendo popularized it, but it's it's basically they doing. a half hour they record a video but everyone knows when it goes live and then you just watch trailers and then that's it big deal yeah. oh, wait you see anything cool at pax East? oh my god so many good games i made a video about it on my youtube channel but there's this one game called raw men which is being published by tiny build that i really hope it comes out on ps4 so Why we can we play tiny it builds? is it about raw is it about men making ramen Yes, and women. Let's not, you know, it's about like just very raw looking people. People like just dressed up in like togas and they look all like burly. Is it vaguely sexualized? It's, no. no. Are they making ramen like noodles? Yes. 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 You, na- you nailed it. Wow. I'm he telling you. I really didn't flat. believe that you understood my question, but I was. Of course I, I did. That's why I was like flat. Yes, they've got it. Yeah. You know, you, the, it's like kind of like Splatoon. And it also has food elements where you cook. And also there's food moves like. 
it's just it looks like fun. I don't know how else to say it, and I'm excited. I like and fun. I think you should look it up, both of you. Um, the I art will. is really the selling point. I don't want to type in raw men in Google. Well, do one we, word and just do raw men just game. Do together. game. Follow okay. it up with game. Raw men <laughs> play together. Google that, and you should be fine. Um, this is not appropriate. But we got that. That game's on the docket. Another quick game I want to mention was Disc Room, which is like. Oh, you mentioned this. Yeah, it's like a. You're in a trap room. It's top down view, and you're playing as a little character and snappy controls, but you gotta evolve. evolve. What? You gotta dodge past uh, flying saw blades. Hey, Dan. Yes, sir. Is it so good, Raw Men, that you should put a, a bid on it in our Fantasy Critics League? Perhaps. Perhaps I'm just giving, coming out putting that way. idea that P- out perhaps there I should perhaps I should. Click okay, click, don't click, fall click. for that, Dan. Though he might be, this might be reverse. Um, maybe like, maybe I want to put that action. out in your head before Mark scoops it up because I'm, I'm more fearful of Mark. Mark a, you've I'm been known to scoop, sir. I'm Let's, not scooping. I that's the uh, I mean, a typical I'm scooper. Scoops, but that's a typical scooper. But all right, so raw men. We got disc room, and finally we got to play this game. It's totally reliable delivery service. But oh, really, yes, game. I've seen yes. that. Really, it's just um, that other game we played, the uh, floppy men game. Yeah, I can't think of the name. Uh, uh, <laughs> human fall flat. Yes, <laughs> yes. with okay. with vehicles and objectives. Yes, and that's, with objectives. That's how and I would we describe it. we we have to play it partially because I think we need to test our friendship again. Um, oh, this is total segue. But yes, sir. Streets of Rage Four didn't get to play it. Did see it a lot though. It looked pretty good. It looks great. Four players locally, only two players online. Yeah. What's up with that? They're starting. So could we do two players online and the third is local, but it's shared? That's a good question. Shared controller? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's too bad. I guess they're catching on to us. How did we we used to do that for? Towerfall, we tried to, right? Yeah, we used to do it. Yeah, we used to work. Yeah, you know it's. Yeah, I mean we we've we've played in person. Yeah, Yeah. we've played in person, and you know it doesn't change Mark's results. Um, probably uh, not unpopular, <laughs> but that's shot. That's shot across the bat. You know what? He's not wrong. He's yeah, not yeah. Wrong. Like prove him wrong is really the answer to that. We have to wait. Didn't I win a bunch of things last time we played? You won. Yeah. You won. You were kicking everyone in though. in a chicken. Was yes. it chicken horse? Ch- chicken chicken fall no, flat. me and Dan were going back and forth. Yes. You were just garbage. I, I could not do anything in chicken horse. Dave was having. Yeah, that was that game because that game taps into like. All sorts of weird things. Like, let me make this harder for myself. And then Dave's like, I just want to jump across a chasm, guys. Like, we couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it also, like, we're giggling most of the time because that game is just fun. Yeah. Like, it's just a good game. So that's high also, giggle count. But look, lots of games. Pax East. I didn't. I don't think I got sick. Uh, tons of fun. Annie played like three hours of board games with her niece, which was also amazing for nice. her. Good times. Good times at Ridgemont. Any high. good board games? Uh, I wasn't involved in that. Annie could talk about that on the board game podcast. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I dice and what would be the name of the game? Dice and card. Dice and card podcast. Uh, Mark. Dinosaur Machines no? dice dice board game podcast. DMDC. Speaking of uh, acronyms, M M A R K. I I'm, I think I've said my piece about stuff. I'd like to hear how you peace been? board games. How's, how's it going? It was a pun. Was it? Wait, <laughs> Mark's still working on the pun, and I'm trying so hard to give him the, the floor. Did you see the other day with with the hack? I had like two. You crushed it. That was I had a, like two. That was a conversation you guys were having. <laughs> None of that can be repeated on this podcast. Nope, we'll keep that under wraps. But let's just but, say uh, it was yeah. intense, like a circus. 
Yeah, but speaking of time, okay. Um, Good. Two games I'll give quick updates on. Uh, I talked about Shadow of the Tomb Raider last time. I did beat it, played through to completion. That's good. See, I was just listening to this episode, by the way, like oh, the after party. And I'm happy that this is the end of that conversation. Greedfall hit you hard. It did. And that, that was a nice rebound for this because, I like I said last time, I liked it more than I thought I would. Kind of felt the same way throughout it. Story never got really... Uh, to a point where I cared anything about it or the characters or whatever, but it was fun doing the challenges, getting loot and stuff. And actually I was kind of almost annoyed because if I knew how I was going to feel about it, I probably would have went for the platinum, but mm. I couldn't because I would have to play through the whole story again. Cause I had to beat it on hard and the game actually on default was not that hard at all. So I totally could have beat it on hard. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do about that series because there was actually apparently an ending that hinted at a sequel, but they patched it out with a day one patch. Huh. And now That's it does something. It. Did anyone ever yeah. see it? I didn't see it, but I read it. That You'd have like to fairly... uninstall the game and then reinstall it and then not be on the internet. And then not be online to see it. I mean, I'm sure it's on YouTube or whatever, but I, like that just clearly shows, okay, they're not planning on it, but like Lara Croft's never going to go away. So no, I wonder what the long-term yeah. plans are for that IP. I think... We might see a little hiatus in it, and well, then try to it's about it time, again. right? They sort of. I mean, they lot. got three games. Three games in one sort of. Re- and they were reboot. all okay. It's just mm-hmm. none of them were great. The first one was the best one. I think the the first one was like it felt the freshest. I'll mm-hmm. say, totally. Um, and then the other thing I, I played a little bit of, I played Blood and Truth, which is the uh, first party Sony London VR game. Which is basically a stereotypical heist, oh. like British game. This game and came out. It, it's not that old. Yeah, it's only about a year old. And it, you know, I hadn't really played a VR game in a while, so I wanted to dust the thing off. And I got crazy sick, crazy mm. sick playing it. And I was trying to figure out why, because the whole thing with VR is it, it is tricking your brain. So. Motion sickness results when your brain is, feels like it's moving, but doesn't understand why it's moving because it's not doing the functions to move. And so this game, you don't really control moving. Actually, you do. Like, you can go from cover to cover and you control that. But then the camera kind of just moves you automatically in a, in a direction and it's pretty smooth. But my, I just got so nauseous playing it. And I was trying to think because Astro Boy, or Astro Bot, I should say, kind of the same thing like the camera moves but you're controlling the little man on the screen Hmm. so it's like just that separation of oh i'm controlling this and the camera's moving versus oh i'm moving it just threw me off and i liked it and i would have played more but i just you know long day at work you come home you want to unwind with some games at night i just don't want to roll the dice about feeling nauseous before going to bed instead you're yeah instead you're firing up all sorts of other nervous things yeah so it's just like i, I kind of don't feel like i have the stomach for it i think i want to go back to it but i don't know I, it's i don't want to be sick let me ask you this would it be a good game out of vr like are you just liking the game even if it um, wouldn't be no it's the novelty of i have guns in my hands and i have controlling my hands i'm in a high-speed car chase and i can stick my gun out the window i could dodge behind, put my head behind the seat I can open the glove compartment. I don't think it's, and it's all cool because I, it's my hands and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, 
if it was out of VR, whether any of that would have been novel. Interesting. Basically. Like, it feels cool. It feels like, you know, I'm climbing a ladder and I'm moving my hands left and right and pulling. Like, that's not exciting out of VR. You know? Yeah, yeah climbing it. ladders in real life is, is pretty boring. It's pretty boring. But <laughs> when you're doing it and you look down, it's like, oh, I'm so not high right now. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, what also might be pretty cool is the game for the main topic. Main topic, main topic, main topic. Kentucky Route Zero, is that not true? Kentucky and it's a game Route on Zero. Steam that I'm clicking, and I, I'm ready oh to tell you about it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Dan, mm-hmm. bring us in. Kentucky Route Zero is a magical realist adventure game about a secret highway running through the caves beneath Kentucky and the mysterious folks who travel it. It was recently reviewed very positively and overall very positively. It came out originally February 22nd, 2013, though... I think the final act, since this is episodic, was released quite recently. And that's why this End of game... January, I think. It's why this game made our list, because it is now complete. Mm-hmm. And um, developed and published by Cardboard Computer, a true blue indie game. And with that come four tags. Adventure, atmospheric, point and click, and a mystery fourth tag. Ghost. Whoa. There's bears on the third floor. Oh, my God. Um, I think Mark and Dave both get it. Actually, there's ghost bears on the third floor is the proper answer. I'm just ghost kidding. bears. Is indie, of course, because it uh. is indie, baby. And um, But uh, I think what I just read was boring. It was on Steam. I think Dave might have something even cooler to share about this game. Cooler. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, in this game, you follow an interesting cast of characters who are bizarrely united on a quest to deliver a shipment to Five Dogwood Drive, which may sound simple, but the only way to reach this seemingly unmapped location is to travel through the Zero, a pathway that seems to exist between logic and imaginary, between science and fairy tale. Chase ghosts and friendship as you learn about your collected comrades in Kentucky Route Zero. Rated H for huh? Hmm. <laughs> yep, that's that's the rating. That's the and rating. I like the the tiki dog shake in the back. Yeah. It, huh? it matches. It's like blue or whatever you name the dog. Yeah, oh, I, well, I would think yeah. I also went with blue. It's a good name for that dog, dog, but I'm sure I'm jumping ahead of Mark's plan. Well, so <laughs> you guys have touched on it. Somewhere between science, fairy tale, logic, this game is pretty it's weird. weird. Pretty out there. Not here to tell you a story that is like it, makes sense. You know what outright. I kept thinking, and the allegory does. I don't know how much Go it stands it. up, but it made me feel like I was playing Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, but a video mm, game. That's a like, really good way to put it. Yes, and I think, and I did. I I'm glad the way you say it too, because I think on this podcast, like we've played a lot of uh, kind of out there games, games with very non traditional stories, and. You know, we always do our best to pull the pieces together to, to you know, make connections between the points. You know, I think of like when we did our Inside podcast in Virginia. This game, I agree with you, Dan. I, I really don't think the story is necessarily meant to be able to be followed in that kind of traditional narrative sense. There is a narrative. There is. I, I, I mean... You guys kind of nail it. I think it all it starts with Ridley Conway and his kind of mm. taking that a piece of furniture, the antique to its location. Yeah. But it's so secondary to just, I almost feel like this, this game is really just a series of 
feelings. Yeah, it's like images. this weird like experience the process of maybe writing a coherent story. But see, I really don't think it was meant to be necessarily coherent. It, I, if it was, it was completely lost on me because as soon as you start to follow a thread, the game throws you not a curveball but an acid trip. It's like, or it's like it, it just like okay, we're gonna leave, we're gonna leave you hanging on this thread, and you're like okay, but you're gonna pick it up later, and the answer is no, we're wow. not, we're not, we're not gonna pick that up. We're just gonna leave that where it was. It's it's about the experiences and not exactly the events. It's just about I, again, I, I, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and you know that was what the funny thing because, you know, this was a game that was on both Dave and I's radar, and whenever we would see people write about it, it was always like about how like in, interesting a thought provoking is, but it was always so terse about the actual plot of the game and it makes and sense like, now what, playing yeah because i was always what like do you say? yeah but what is it like i would read right. like synopses or whatever about you know and how great it was and i'd be like yeah but what is the game and now i played it and i'm like what is this game <laughs> <laughs> well i think there is a conversation to have about the gaminess of it it's like mm. and it doesn't need to be a game but before that i do want to kind of just really try to dive mm. into this narrative, these characters, and what is there to pull away? Mm. I think I have some thoughts, but I want to throw it to you guys first. Like, what did you really take away about what the the purpose or message is of this experience? I mean, I feel like it'd be a little early to talk about the overall, but... I mean, I think that's all there really is. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you start talking about the characters, I feel like Conway was such a throwaway in a, in in a, in by all intents and purposes a throwaway character in the sense that you're him everyone's him and at least while he's around you're experiencing his part of the story well i think he starts the quest kind of right right you know he he lays the groundwork for how he has go. i would think the most clear delineation of like the beginning and end of an arc mm-hmm. for all these characters I would right say. yeah like it feels like for everyone else we're kind of just seeing parts of their arc but it does, it does feel like we're starting down this story about a man who's just tired and doing a job that he's just always done. Something well, people can relate to, you know, like mm-hmm. just working. And, but it and seems doing. like he has this weird background story where like right. where like his son died on the roof. Right. Something you about know? that. And mm. and he's obviously older. And, you know, and so. like and, and his wife has like dementia or something. She doesn't yep. remember much. And he's just doing these things because it's just... It's just promises he's made. It's exactly. because so you uncovered all that stuff from choices you made about his stuff. Because this game really is it's kind of a visual novel part. It's not it's like and you are allowed to make dialogue choices, but the dialogue choices don't really make an impact on the story itself, but how you kind of perceive things. Cuz that's interesting you're saying all this Dave. I don't know if I ever made selections that gave me that kind of information about Conway. Um, I think that's actually one of my favorite parts of this game is, is you're not choosing conversational pathways that unlock more story. You're, it's more so that you might get information from them though. True. But But, you're given like, you're given like which path do you want to follow from the outset? Like you're not like accidentally opening new things. Like it's more like, do you want your character to talk about this or this or this? And it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, 
And I mean, I know it sounds like the same thing, but it's more like you're learning as you're seeing these choices. Like, wait, why is why is this a choice? Maybe I'll choose that. But then there's also your underlying quest of going to Dogwood Drive. And it's always there, but you can choose something more interesting, less related to the actual quest that you were originally presented with. And I found mm. that to be really cool. A, a really yeah, cool yeah. way for me to like to have to wonder, like, should I not do the quest and ask this weird question? Like, yeah. Well, and I that's interesting you say that too, because really now that I think of it, it is kind of like a... You know, the picture is the picture, and you know it is the game is what it is. But we're able to shade it with what we want it to be. Because like, mm-hmm. I didn't get anything about Conway's Backstory? family. It was a lot mm-hmm. about a relationship with his employers oh, and his really? kind of battles with like alcoholism. Well, that's totally different than what Dave and I, I barely barely touched alcoholism until he was that's, back in it. That's interesting. And yeah, I was, that's... and I avoid I during that scene at the at the distillery. I tried not to drink. They're like, mm. you know, let's pour this, you know, because you're gonna start. And I just waited and waited, and I refused to drink. And eventually, the screen whites out, and they for and you drink it anyway. That's weird, weird, and yeah. frustrating. But, but also, that's interesting the, that we have game. totally different viewpoints of Conway. Right, just put by the base. Of the, I the view him as a tired family man who's just sad about the way life treated him, mm. and now he's just doing this thing. <laughs> Well, besides Conway, there's Shannon, I wrote down, who's the TV repair woman who parents were minors, and she kind of is one of the first people in Act mm-hmm. 1 that ends up following Conway. There's Junebung and Johnny, which are these drifting musicians. Slash robots. Uh, slash robots. Uh, Ezra, <laughs> who's this kid whose brother's a giant eagle who lives in a museum. Yeah, also, he doesn't know what happened to his parents. They just disappeared one day. Right. Lulu, who's kind of a former artist who now works in the Bureau where they do a lot of weird stuff. And there's tons of other characters who kind of interact, but I think yeah. those are tend to be the bigger ones. That one character that just popped, Marquez? Not Marquez, that's Weaver. Um, Mar- the guy with uh, the, horns. the horns. Oh, uh, Carrington. Yeah, very weird, that guy. Mainly because a lot of he, it weird. he gives you a quest... <laughs> Which already is like, oh, this dude with horns. Okay. Oh, what, find me a venue? Find me a stage, a venue. And then actually what's odd is if you're in the mines, I think you can stumble upon something that clearly looks like a stage. And I yes. re- recall thinking, oh, oh, I found that, that cage for that, the stage for that guy. I can <laughs> lead him here. And I didn't meet him again, I don't think. <laughs> like, Yeah, a lot of characters are just kind of in and out and you encounter a little mm-hmm. bit about it. You have these conversations with them, then they're gone yeah. and they but make you can't, references. You can't tell me that that met. doesn't exist, that stage, for me to think about him, right? Like, that's there for me to be like, oh, that's the end of that quest, right? But I never got the chance to... Not, like that. I found that interesting. Mark, anyway, you didn't know, know anything about his son dying on the roof? Like, yeah, from I feel slipping like that was hard to nah, not really. Because they the bring... They, Somebody else brings him up by name and how it was a tragedy. Like somebody else in the game, and I was like, I was like, that's Conway's son they're talking about. But that's it. That's all I had. But maybe like, Mark like, didn't even know who that was, right? Like, see, like yeah. the biggest things I remember at Conway, it's like him, him getting really drunk and sleeping in the barn of his employers, and how they did him a real big favor by giving him a job, and that so he keeps working for them because he's kind of indebted for them because they kind of helped him like get mm. past his alcoholism. And, like, that's why he's doing this job. Like, mm-hmm. really wasn't centered on his family that much, at least from the decisions that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like, looking his art, I think he is, for the most purposes, you know, despite the fact that... You start because controlling him, so you, for for all intents and purposes, you feel like that's you in the game. Yes, yeah. Exactly. And you do get touching with other characters, but then he just makes, like, a hard 
exit turn. in act yeah. four just sees which out. is so weird yeah. like well i feel like it's he also exits in act three mm. like yes like that's when i feel like his this is his exit right you know like when, once he when you once you are forced to take the drink i feel like i don't know i never feel like i'm, I'm ever in control of him and again well, and I think there's a there's intention for that. So yeah. So to kind of like he's gone. You know, we could dive into his arc, but I think his arc kind of plays around with the bigger thoughts and ideas for what this game is. You know, I don't know. Do you guys want me to just I'll run into my, what my yeah. thoughts are, what yeah, this whole game is about? Go for it. We are here so, to all express our thoughts. <laughs> so I feel like this game doesn't have a coherent real story and it is all about these little experiences and people going on tangents, but all these things. Mm -hmm. So when I, I stacked up all the, the images and the experiences that thoughts, this game just feels like it's one that's like a, an examination of a culture that is dead. Mm. That is a direct result of like, it's almost like a critique of capitalism where, Kentucky and this area, everything is run down. Everything is worn out. Everyone is tired and, you know, miserable. And it's all due to, I feel like debt comes up a huge amount of times in this game. Like things that I just wrote down. So you're going on this, this, uh, to deliver the antique thing, uh, because Conway feels indebted to the people he's working with. Um, he goes into the mine and all the miners, the mine kind of fell into debt and closed down. Um, Shannon's parents were indebted to those. There was like the whole medication, like swapping mm -hmm. thing. They were kind of indebted with them. Um, Conway gets injured and then he has to get his leg fixed and the bill for that. So now he's indebted to the doctor, um, the bartender in that really crazy scene oh, sells I... the debt to the the whiskey people and he, and he explains it in that scene it's, and it's a big foreshadow for what comes later but he's like he's like you're drinking debt that's what they put in the that's what they put in the whiskey right um, that's, what they, that's what they make it out of <laughs> yeah basically so and then like they finish it you know conway leaves and now he goes goes works at the refinery and they still finish the delivery because they feel kind of indebted to him like mm -hmm. there's so many like economic and personal it's like all everyone owes someone something and i just feel like it's it's a it's a story about relationships and promises right and the whole you know, like how valuable these things are and they almost take on a sense of it's like they're artifacts almost of this, of these societies, of these relationships, of these people who lived and it, and they're all kind of just aware that it's like past their time mm -hmm. and they are going to fade away and they are going to die. Like there's so many things with like the ghosts. And there's like, also I, I like other weird promises that come up in the game. Like, like Will's promise to that lady to not really know her recipe. Mm -hmm. Like, like he's like, a, he's like, he's, I forgot what is a there's a recipe. He's like she makes the best whatever it was chili or something, and he's like but the only way he or was a spaghetti sauce. I forgot what, but he was like the only way he would be allowed to learn it was if he would promise not to be able to tell anyone else, mm. you know. So he had to be promised that he could learn how to forget it and still make it, which, which didn't I make any it, sense. But, yeah, right. it, exactly. It, but you know, but see, like it's and it's all these interactions with the characters and why the game spends so much time. Just dealing back and forth with these little stories and these little transactions these between little people. Vignettes, yeah. It just to kind of put the value of these are the things that are going to be left behind for these people. Mm -hmm. 
just some other stuff I wrote down to kind of build the atmosphere of kind of just like things left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the obviously the band in mind, but then the whole subplot with that like there was musical arch- archivists who were trying to like save the sounds and things like that. So then there's a, mm-hmm. a record of them, all mm-hmm. the foreclosed houses and tombstones next to Shannon's house. Um, there's the whole under the hall of the mountain king where they have all this old tech and they're trying to recreate things, but they're like underground and forgotten. The whole museum thing where Ezra lives, where it's all these that houses, was so weird that are like, oh, it's house, it's museum houses like the, in a museum. The, 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 well, we don't want to stay here during dwelling. the day because we feel awkward. So the giant American eagle takes us away to the woods, and then we have to come back during the day. Just casually, but, no one's going to question. Nothing in this world is supernatural to the people who live in it. That's one thing yeah. I also noticed. Like everything that's weird to us is normal to them. No, I mean, yeah, it's I think just it's weird that Mar- that. Weaver just shows up on their TV right, channel. Right, that Weaver's like basically that. like a ghost that's traveling between static and... and yeah, and the, and the girl who's running it is just talking to a crow, and it's like her her like BFF. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were more so weirded out by the, the fact that she was like, why is Weaver showing up versus is Weaver a ghost? Like, yeah. they didn't seem I mean, to there, be... Well, maybe th- there's a lot to... of discussion of like, what is a ghost and does it even matter? Like, like right. isn't isn't existing but not existing a ghost in itself? Right, you like know? the memory of someone, I don't want to say haunting a place, mm. but like that is in itself a ghost, and that yeah. might be what Weaver was representing. Like, Yeah, just, and it's just like, it's such a, a matter-of-fact thing in the world, because it's almost like they understand that we're all eventually going to be ghosts, that we're all, all these things that we're doing, all these things, that's why I, like, I really appreciated all the emphasis of like hard technology, like really old stuff, like tapes and films and yep. things that are mm-hmm. like, not digital like this is all like the things to kind of show that this is our the things we're going to be leaving behind. this is our this legacy is, yeah oh, very very random question did you guys choose a save file that wasn't the first one yes which one did you choose also oh, just to, the, was it a the, notebook a film and a tape deck right I ch- um oh, i chose the first a, one <laughs> the first one's a vhs tape right I chose that one. I think it was the either. second one's a notebook, and the third mm-hmm. one is an audio reel, and I chose the okay. audio reel. I did too. I chose the audio reel podcast. <laughs> Crazy. Podcast. But again, like even all those things, a prime example of just these things that would last, and so that's why, like, I don't think the story is meant to make sense, but absolutely, from all these really bizarre surrealist scenes, I got the sense of what you know what this place is, and I actually um as I was trying to like. Once I finished it, I was like, what the heck is this game about? I was right. um, listening to a the one of the developers give a talk at GDC about mysteries. Yeah. And it really strikes me like this is a group of developers. They're actually, they're artists before they're game devs. That's that, what this game is. Well, yes. I feel like this game is, you were saying it, like about capitalism crushing things, but I feel like it's it's more about artists not being able to do what they want due to capitalism <laughs> well because that's there's that idea of like, like capitalism like capitalism yeah. is all about creating capital and it is yeah. usually then in its negative you know yeah. terms like it's about ex- using people up to their expendable and like yeah. I, it reminds me of um that girl who works in like the she's like a phone operator in the tunnel it's like it's like oh Act yeah yeah, Four. yeah yeah it's just like mm-hmm. I might be fired. I don't know if I'm fired. I'm just kind of still doing this job because like, like I need to be doing my job. And sometimes she worries that she's, it's you know you're waiting for the machine to replace you until you realize that maybe she's the machine. She's she's the cheapest option to keep this thing going. 
to yeah, do this and it's just small so, menial task. Exactly, and there's and everything around her is just dead and yeah. empty and Sad. and then I and then we we should talk a little bit more too because I think with all these things out there now and we as we tie it into Conway, I think there is a real interesting like conversation about alcoholism and its role it plays in this with how the one thing that's thriving is this liquor uh distillery, distillery that is literally run by skeletons and they distill everything in coffins. Yeah. Well, like, and then also that also they're getting their flavors from the dead. Right. Like, it's like they you, like, feed go off check out it. The, Yeah. And again, it's just like because everyone's Scary. getting churned up and used up and the only way they get by is getting into debt with people. That's what drives people to drink and that's what drives their business to move forward. Mm. So eventually everyone becomes their employee, mm. which literally is neon, you know, skeletons. The, yeah. the appearance of these skeletons and the noise mm. they make is the thing that disturbed me about this game the most. Mm. Just because in the beginning of Act Three Yeah. When you're when, uh, when you're sitting... listening to the to the play and you turn around and there there's the, Oh my god, skeletons. how oh, nuts I, I freaked is the hell out. <laughs> that was such like a Tarantino slow build. I'm giving yeah. you everything you need. I'm almost lulling you into like boredom, and then suddenly I got you, and you're like, "What?" You want to talk about? Do want to talk about this scene for a sec? All right, let's talk yeah. about. I, that mean, scene. I will say of all the 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 middle stitches, because like, there are the acts, but then there yeah. are these kind of almost the like little stitches. That yeah. is, I think, by far the most impactful. Uh, impactful, definitely. Yeah, I passed out. Well, while getting through the play part, like literally, like because of how boring it was. Yep. Okay. And it, like it it's just a got. Lo- it's 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 a real slow build. I love the play. I couldn't follow it, but like, let me tell you, it lulled me to sleep. And then it, once I finally got to that point, I was like, oh, it was a static noise. That's weird. And then that was when I would jolt Bam, awake. You are in, the entertainment. In fear. Yeah, it was terrifying. So, and then the fact that that shape is the skeletons that you meet later and they're brewing what they're brewing. And then mm-hmm. what happens with Conway, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. yeah especially was, given his background, like it just, this is it, the natural part of him. Like, y- yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it supported him as well. Mm-hmm. Ironically, even though it's basically um, a crutch. Do you remember what all the th- weird things hanging in the cave were? Oh, there was I the remember coffin, uh, the bird cage. There was no the bat, the bat something. There's bats. I don't remember. There's what was a bat thing that I don't it's remember, like, but it's I like know they're all thing, scarecrow. It's like a bunch of weird stuff. But weren't those things also in the zero? Oh, the oh, object like floating around. Yeah, like when you when you pass things, like you know, and then oh you maybe go, I thought those because at some point I thought, hey, would it be weird that. You know when the rocks fall on on Conway, Conway. maybe he just died. Uh, it wouldn't be weird, you know, because oh. and, before and that, then you're every, not on and the then zero. everything else kind of just like is well, this weird head trip from the trauma that he takes on the way to well, accepting no, his I death. Think, I don't know? know. I think that oversimplifies it because I think so too. But at some point, I was like, I I really questioned it. <laughs> There's well, also nothing to tell you that that isn't the case because you can't get to the zero until after that scene. You know? Yeah, because you get to the zero at the last day. But I, I think it is because when you go to the gas station even before that happens, there's the ghost with the dice. Like, mm. I, 
I, I think there's a little bit more to it. Mm. Like, I think it works better as an allegory. You know, especially, mm. I think it's very, uh, you know, this, this country is having the conversation Medicaid for all and stuff. Sure, sure. Like, medical, you know, for the, you know, that's actually, let's get, like, real, real. But, like, people talking about the coronavirus, it's really serious. But then it's like, oh, is the media overblowing it? You know, if you're a person who gets it and you're working a job where you need to work to, like, survive and you suddenly get it and told, oh, you can't come to work for two weeks mm-hmm. and you need that paycheck to actually just, like, get by, like, that's a serious thing. It's not even about yeah. being sick at that point. And it's, it's like, it's, just the... It's yeah. a bigger problem to not, not to continue getting real real, but, like, that right there is, like, it shouldn't be that we can't prioritize our health and a lot of what this game is about is how there's other things beyond our, like how late do you wait to get Conway's leg checked out? If rocks fell on my leg right now, do you know where I'm going? <laughs> I'm not going to the bureau to find an address. I'm going to go to the doctor first, but he waits. That's but not yeah, a pri- he waits, health is not then, a priority. The task is their priority. And, and just the, re- yeah. And like to replace it, like it's, once he finally does get a real place, it's such a thing. It's like, well, now you're, it's really, so debt. now you're on this. Yeah. And well, don't worry. Don't the the payment plan gets uh, worked into your electric bill. Yeah. And exactly. it's just like the things that we need to survive on is what mm-hmm. they kind of use it against us. Yeah. And I thought it was such an interesting thing how he really just takes a hard exit. It's you're on the boat. Oh, he's gone. That's it. Yeah. The yeah, character you've it. been playing through with, he's gone. He's just and, out. And the game does kind of, you know, get you into playing as Shannon a little bit. Yeah. Like you can answer right. as her a little bit here and there, but you're not her most of the time she is often controlled as her own character mm-hmm. and of course there's the connection between us and the, the character we're playing as so does that then shift what conway was making shannon now who that character is again so mm-hmm. should we skip should we skip to the end of this game or should or do you want to like, i don't know if we've game? ever been um, <laughs> yeah, because I think because that's what's interesting. Like this game was basically seven years in the making, and mm. there was a the biggest gap was between the Act Four and Act Five, and Act Five is probably the shortest. Uh, what do you guys think of the ending? I I think it was I thought it was fine. I thought I I enjoyed it, but I just was questioning. What's the point? The decision at the end, like where you're discussing whether or not you want to stay there or leave, and I was answering like leave or stay for different characters but did you guys say oh we should just stay here or in that in the town with 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 no road leading to it i i think i picked stay for basically for everyone I guess I was it, does like, that affect who's in the house at the end i don't know i didn't really notice like mm. i was answering leave for shen but after but towards the, the end especially after the song i was like yeah, you know what stay <laughs> but See, you know what's interesting <laughs> is that's the thing you you attached on more than the horses I think Ooh, that's the song? Like, what did you think of the horses? The neighbors? I, yeah, if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> As they call them? Um, what about them? Because, you know, the horse it's is a something be- I, big I, I, in this what, game. in the game? That there's well, a you big think, horse gas you know, station? The mm-hmm. symbol for the game is the horse. There's the Equus gas station. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, You see them in the roads, and then finally it kind of leads to this mm-hmm. scene at the end where... The, the whole where the, the where final the happens the, and then they and then the, the, the final seam of the seven year game is the burial of two horses like but they're not just horses they're they're 
wild horses that live mm. in the barn next to this TV station that they all just leave alone. That they just mm. treat as equals. You know? They spend time with them, but they don't, like... no, Like, nobody owns those horses. Right. And They're just and the neighbors. There's the gray I, one and the other one. And I love the way you're describing it all, because I kept thinking, once that happened, I'm like, what the heck are the horses... So I I feel like that's the that's the whole game then. Like, yeah, that's... it's like the horse is the perfect symbol for at least in my head how I'm interpreting this game is because when you think of a horse, it's this wild, free, powerful animal that runs through the fields. And what did we do with it? You know, we took them and we harnessed them and we used them for transportation. You know, like we use mm-hmm. them. Like capitalism uses things. Mm-hmm. And then as time this... went on and we had the automobile, they kind of lost their purpose. It's like we still kind of use them as a novelty. But, and you know, glue. like there's that scene where they're blocking the road. It's like they're it's awkward. Like you're not meant to be here anymore. We don't need you. And then that's why I thought. So when they bury them at the end and it's not just the people in the town, there's all these ghosts mm-hmm. who suddenly pop up kind of like in the mines in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It just kind of drove home that perfect message for me. There was just this idea. It's like the layers of all these people who yeah. have existed. And I mean, died is there even, the, and even the whole point of the TV station is that like. They don't even think anyone really watches them, except yeah, for like but it's the, the people few, a few the townies. But they still yeah. do it just because, you know, why not? And it's like, I think it's the whole the reason why is just to keep a record to keep you know like this. There was like that song with um, remember that song with Ezra on the boat, and it's like he's just capturing like natural sounds and like playing them, like them with each other. And there was actually one thing. I thought it was weird. And then when I watched that GDC thing with the developer, like they spent a lot of time, one of the guys was spent a lot of time in Kentucky because he had a girlfriend there. So he would end up driving around a lot and they would dive into like local artists who were just like doing really weird stuff, like recording, driving down a highway and then intersplicing it with the same uh, footage mm-hmm. backwards, but on top. So it looks mm-hmm. like two roads kind of merging into each other. Like, just all these natural mm-hmm. things that everyone's seeing just to keep a record, to keep things present, because it is gone. It is going to be useless. But it's, like, a record that these people existed. But there's, like, it's funny that this comes up because there's, like, footage from 1911 of just people in the city, mm. uh, New York City, that was just recently, like, upscaled to 4K-ish. Yes. Close enough to – and, and, and all that stuff. Like, who cared about walking off the ferry back then? Why are you taking video of this? I'm just getting off the ferry. But to right. us, it's like, dude, they had ferry horses? Like, they had horses on the ferry? What? Like, that to us is, like, the best because we get to look back and see. And that, to me, is the beauty of archiving. And that's yeah. that's why archiving exists. That's why, I mean, not to get too emotional, but that's why I like doing this podcast because it's just one more thing that's going to maybe mm-hmm. one day pop up somewhere. So I was like, wow. Someone yeah, sat and down it's like, and did this, really? <laughs> like, and, and I'll add to that. Like, I just think, like, when we think about the the grander scheme of things, it's like we're all existing, we're all here, we're all present, and we're all going to mm. die. And there's the, always the drive and need to, to leave a legacy, to leave things behind yeah. that show that you existed. And mm-hmm. this game almost feels kind of like an acknowledgement for that for a certain group of people and a way of life and just, like, and I think it, it feels it doesn't feel the I mean it's sad in the ending, but it, it does it feels feel like almost important. It feels like this all of this was important, even though it doesn't make sense, which is kind of how life 
pretty much just doesn't make right. sense. Like, but this feels important. <laughs> he's driving antiques around. Anybody else hates that. But See, with all he's been through, with all the stuff he's got going on, maybe he feels like, oh, he owes it. But even still, that's his thing. It just Let even that, the it. fact that like, it's an antique that starts all that, this old thing that is important simply because it's old. Like it's old the perfect thing for him to be delivering. <laughs> he's driving around in a truck that keeps getting, wow, look at that classic. And then he's old, the dog's old. Everything's like, old. All of this Everything's stuff decayed. with him. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, yeah, and then you have Shannon, young, full of life, snappy. And that's the next old coming through. <laughs> with know? that point, I want to pose another question. So this is a video game. Is this is, game fun to play? Did it need to be a video game? I had a lot of problems with this game, and I'm gonna say I think it works as a video game. Why? Because driving around on the map, uh, I think one really important or important sorry, is that word earlier? Uh, cool thing that it did was when you got directions to go somewhere. It wasn't, here's a waypoint, like every other video game. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, go down the road when you see the cloning facility or whatever random thing this game's <laughs> going to throw at you. Take a left, go down, then take a north turn or whatever. Like, it gave you directions that you had to refer to from your notebook. Right. And that made it memorable. Um, when we were looking up screen, well, I was looking up screenshots of this game just now. And, you know, pulling up the Steam page, I saw, like, a part of the map. I'm like, oh, that's where Dr. Truman's office is. I just know the map now. Mm. And to me, that just, if it wasn't a game, I feel like you miss out on that. Like, you're familiar with the world. There is an engagement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, and it might not be with the characters. I think it's more so with the Zero and the, and the map. Like, mm. I think, like, as opposed to, like, let's say, this being a book or, or a movie... Or something like that. I'm like, I just feel like video games allow you to discover or un- or at least unravel the mystery at your own pace, right? Mm. You know, yeah. Like, like the th- closest thing I could think of to this is like when I watched Lost, and I always and I wonder how with this being episodic and taking time, and like I'm sure there were dedicated like fans debating things about this game on Reddit. But like you don't know what's what's gonna happen in the next act until it's out. Like for us, we we experienced it all at once, back to back to back to back. It has to be right. different if you like had had time mulling over what happened in the oh, last I can't act. Imagine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, and yeah, that's I, I, I kind of been falling the same way because as I was playing through it, like I can't say that like oh I had fun playing this game. I don't know if I really did, <clears throat> but I enjoyed thinking about it. So then I was always thinking. I had that thought that it's like, well, why couldn't this work as a book? It really reminds me of, I brought up a few times in this podcast, Haruki Murakami, one of my favorite authors, who this is like the American version of one of the stories he would tell. That's true. And, like what, like Wind Up Bird? Like that? Yeah, like Wind Up uh, Kafka on the shore. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of weird, like, guys following a, sh- like, there's a whole mm-hmm. subplot. Like, so it's like three books about a, ca- a guy trying to find a sheep with a star mm-hmm. on it. Like, it's really weird stuff. It feels like literally a page out of one of his books. And I like him as a writer. So I'm like, why couldn't this work as a book? I do think it comes a little bit to that where an engagement level that I did drive around that map. I did talk to these characters. I did make the decisions about what to dive into, whatnot. Mm. And you did talk about thing- like, but you made decisions for these characters about whether or not Junebug and Johnny should basically adopt um, Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. And 
it allowed me, and they actually talked a little bit about this in their, their GDC talk about making the player not, you know, like a player player, but like a director. That this mm-hmm. is almost a play that's playing out and the exactly. player is choosing the directions where to go to things, even though you're always going to end up in the same place. And I get, I see it, especially as now mm-hmm. as we talk about, especially Conway and how we had different mm-hmm. viewpoints of him. I think it did mean a little, while it wasn't like, the funnest experience like the trophies are kind of broken in this game so it's like oh would i want to go back and play the game again to get the platinum it was the whole score point because mark couldn't unlock all the it's trophies true. in kentucky route zero dude i mean yeah i had well, a that's trophy not pop for me that was like complete enact yeah like they're just broken and i'm sure maybe that's part eventually. of it dude but i, I don't know if i act. enjoyed the experience enough that i would want to play it again but mm-hmm. i appreciate and i guess as we start kind of wrapping it up like, I really appreciated... There's not a lot of games like this. Like Yeah. I'm glad I played it. It's yeah. memorable. It's memorable. It's very, like... Oh, it's yeah, not a game Kentucky I could recommend Zero. to somebody who's not into weird stuff. <laughs> so that's, like... Yeah, there's, like... a. So I looked up the scores for this game, and I was actually surprised to see, like, eights, nines, tens. And I was like, wow, okay, but game. Crit- you know, like, critics, like, as in general, like weird stuff. Yeah, and yes. I think it, it comes down to this is a game, you know, like when we celebrate guys like Kojima and like that. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a this is a, a team with a vision, mm-hmm. and this is an enactment of what that vision is. There is no compromising. Yeah, there is no thinking about sales. This, this, this is, is not what they meant for mass appeal. This is meant for yes. this is what we're trying to do, and either enjoy the ride or don't. Exactly. exactly. And, I, and I think it just it did so many interesting and thought provoking things with the narrative as dis, you know, disjumbled and non coherent as it was. It all feels so important and memorable. And that's why, like, with w- this game came up because it's on game of the decade lists. Yeah. Like, what is going on with this game? Right. And it also to our I mean, at least to my untrained eye, I'm like, where did this horse game come from? <laughs> you know, it really was that, and then you know, it came out twenty thirteen. I guess it wasn't considered complete by whoever, yeah. so they're therefore not as you know, mm-hmm. criticable yet critiquable. Yes, mm-hmm. and I guess by that measure, I didn't hear about it because mm-hmm. it wasn't really out yet in most people's eyes. Right, a lot of people so, were like waiting on it till it was. Let's complete. not judge it until we know what the end of this weird story already is. Like they could have come back with like, here's the way the actual plot went, but no, they and then continued. and then Conway wakes up. And on a stretcher. From a, from a fever dream. He bumped his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, I also like, didn't enjoy playing it, but definitely enjoyed that I played it. And yeah. uh, very memorable. Yeah, also. I really do think, like, just, I guess, like, just to kind of restate what I said, it, it could not have been anything but a game, basically, mm-hmm. because you also assume the, the role of the quote-unquote hero. You don't know it's not a hero until you're told. And... You know, immediately like, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm going to do the thing that person has to do because that's me. When you're reading a book, that's, you know, you're getting feelings for who's who, who's what. Do I like this person yet? You're already like the protagonist usually in a game because it's you. Right. So that's. And you had a role in it. Do you have any favorite subplot? Like, or story, you know, from this game? I think. I mean, the things that kind of pop out to me more, I actually liked a lot of the early stuff. I really liked the whole TV, like, repair with the mines, like, sequence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And especially, it's like, when you turn the lights off in the mine and then, like, they would flash oh. you and see the ghosts. 
Like, so creepy. I thought so that was creepy. just such a like the idea that people were recording the music they would make and things like that. I thought that was I don't know if it's a subplot, but that was a section that really stuck mm. out to me. Is I would that put me all on the right foot. I would say the mines felt like a very uh, beginning of the story kind of area. Like it didn't really feel like things started until the rocks fell. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I was like, oh, this is okay. Oh, I'm gonna limp the whole time. Oh, okay, that actually mattered. Like, this is annoying, and now I will not forget the mines. So right. I kind of feel the same way about them. I what think what my one of my favorite subplots is the restaurant uh, and, uh, place. and how they uh, how they have that one table that they shellacked and they look at for inspiration. Right. Like, how how weird is that? <laughs> yeah. So they're they're uh, listener, if you never played this game, there you go to this restaurant and this this restaurant was struggling and then some divers came and they basically ordered everything off the menu and then they just kept eating and she had to keep making more dishes and apparently they were a bit these dishes were a big hit and they she didn't have time to write down the recipes. She was just throwing things together. So after the divers left they just Shellack the whole table and they look oh at it God. for as a map a reference as a reference to these are the things that inspire us to create better food you know and like and so and weird. even the the man who the 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 husband or whatever who he's the one who acquires these foods these two divers were telling stories wetting up each other about different things that they found down on the echo river from, you know, and he goes and he dives and he follows their stories to find like a particular fish or a particular mushroom. And he also uses that as a way to remember like their stories and where to find these things. And, and he has like a little bit of a fear that maybe one of them went too far and they lied about, one of their trips and he, and one day he's going to get like lost or fall into something that he's not meant to because of a lie. This and I like so... this whole, that whole thing that I just found fascinating. That is so Kentucky Road Zero. Yeah, yeah. that is so that, yeah. perfect that point is, to leave off. In. It's a perfect, yeah, it's a perfect summary of how the game and that whole plot lives and dies right there. Yeah. And there's no, essentially other than that and the fact that they go and eat there, at least the people who run the woolly, whatever it's called. The mm-hmm. woolly mammoth. What was it called? The the name of that boat. Uh, the one with the the one with the woolly mammoth. <laughs> yeah, but but like, there's no other real point to it. It's just it's just there as part of the weirdness and part of the history of the game. It's I don't a, know. It's a spectacle. Part of the weirdness, man. Well, there it is. Kentucky Rousey. Boom. But now, boys, mm-hmm. it's time for the trivia oh, tastemaker. The mucky mammoth. Uh, the mucky mammoth. Oh, there it is. I, well, I this knew is going to bother you. I... This might get a little mucky. Here we're <laughs> I'm Mark's tastemaker for tonight. Current scoreboard from one illiterate freeze to another. That's how we do it here. <laughs> uh, Mark with one, Dave with one, Dan with zilch. Yep, that's so a, that's Dave a, that's can a pull bad. ahead, or Dan can make it a three-way tie. I think I want the three-way. So let's let's see if I can continue. Maybe I'll throw it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mark had been reflecting on the past few tastemakers, and he wanted mm-hmm. to go safe. Let's not get crazy. Uh-huh. Let's uh-huh. just, let's not, we want to be fair. We want to pick something that everyone's going to be happy with. Oh We're doing uh, uh, 20 questions. 
Mega Man Zero bosses. <gasps> no. Twenty questions. <laughs> but it is a little I interesting, Rico, because I've never been the one with the game. This is the first time that is occurred. Uh-huh. Oh wow! So if I, you're a new listener, it's true. I've never, is. I've never done this against Dan. This is true. <laughs> yes. So, oh, but God. now you too. Um, if you're a new listener and you don't know what this works, it's actually a misnomer. It's not twenty questions. It's as yes. many questions as they needed to be. Yeah. Twenty but questions. But I have the game in my head. And David Dad will take turns asking me yes or no questions. What if it was 20 questions and if we don't get it within 20, you get the point? Well, then we would have to like free trade <laughs> the whole tastemaker. Cool. Almost to episode 100, maybe in the next 100 we'll come yeah. up with a new class. But anyway. Okay. Um, so, a little strategy because they have to know if they start to think of a game, they want to ask the questions, got to tip the person off. If they want to guess the game, it counts as a question. So, they get yep. it wrong, that person gets a chance. Um, I have the Wikipedia page pulled up of the game I have in mind. Uh, uh, let's let Dan go first because he is zero right now. Dan, let Thank the questioning you. begin. Is this game an action game? An action game. It, it, I'll be more specific. Does this game feature real-time action? Yes. Is this game Space Invaders? No. <laughs> Shot in the dark, but I appreciate it. Was okay. this game made for the PlayStation 1 console? Was it made for it? No. Was this game made in the SNES Genesis era? No. Is this game a you a game that sorry, words. Is this game words? Japanese? Is it Japanese? Like, is it made by a Japanese studio? That's the question. Um, yes. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> does this game have many sequels? Many sequels? No, this game does not have many sequels. Okay. Oh. Does, is, is this game Dark Souls? No. One? <laughs> no. <laughs> That game has many sequels. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have, I don't know, define many. Three is not a lot. More than one. More All than right, one. Fair. Does this, is this game standalone? Was this the only game by this title? Uh, yes. Okay. Ah. Is this game a multiplayer game? No. Do, uh, does, no. Okay. <laughs> um, is this game first person? No. Okay, is this game Jack and Daxter? No. What am I, foolish? Naughty Dog is Money! Many sequels! <laughs> Only three! <laughs> um, hmm. uh, does this game feature a female protagonist? No. Ah. Interesting. Now, by protagonist, you mean the person you're controlling? Oh. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Like if they're okay. all the characters who are all like the good people, maybe, but no. Okay. Um, is this game on the PlayStation Three? Yes. Hmm. Now we're getting into some sort of Does this areas. game? Do you only control one person throughout the the length of this game? Yes. Have we played this game on the podcast? No. Imagine I said, "Is it?" Assassin's do you Creed. play yeah <laughs> is, dad you would lose immediately is the character you control in this game human yes whoa 
Dude, what game came out once on the PS3 and left a mark on you? <laughs> right? Like... We'll see how um, how obscure this title is. We'll find out. It's, it's not going to be that obscure. I mean, it's... Never mind. Yeah, oh, oh, is this game Shadow of the Colossus? No. I think I just kind of... Which Dan should be playing because it's free right now. Uh, man, I owns it. It's so good. Shadow of the Colossus, by the way, came out on the PS2. It did. Dang. But it's not the game. Yeah. But it's on PS3. It is on PS3. I don't know if I asked if it was exclusive. Maybe think more about what you're doing in this game. Yeah. Um, Does this game feature violence? Yes. Yeah. Are you hunting demons? I got to go back. By violence, define violence. Um, like the main way you interact with enemies in this game is through fighting them or killing them. Yes. Would you consider this game an indie game? Like it was the company who developed it also published it? Yep. No. But clarification on your end was required before. <laughs> well, I just um, want to make sure. It's like, oh, is this a little game? I asked if you only controlled one character and you said yes, right? Yes. Okay, just, just for clarification. Okay. Um. Do you... The weapon you wield in this game is it is it um is it normally a weapon or is it something weird like a like a skateboard you know that's not a yes or no question is it is it no the weapon you use is it normally a weapon yes okay many people have used this type of weapon before oh are you playing as someone with guns yes they didn't want to give me that kind of answer but now i gave him that kind of i answer. don't think you guys are that close so. no we're not close we're not close <laughs> is this game bastion no okay. oh wow my heart just skipped <laughs> um i just wanted to throw that although i was really thinking about using transistor but yeah Good game. i was like did they play it i don't know if they played i did i, I did yeah. Uh, does this game? I did not have place... play Bastion. <laughs> does this game play? Does Does this game take place in a realistic setting? And by that, I mean one we'd find in the modern world today. Uh, is the setting realistic? Yes. In the modern world today. Okay. Is this? Is this game Hotline this a... Hotline Miami? No. Okay. Um. Oh wow, this is tough. It's not. It's not Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto has many sequels. PlayStation Three game. You use yeah. a regular weapon. You guys yeah. think more about what could you be doing in this game? <laughs> Does this game involve a tale of revenge? A tale of revenge. Are you seeking? <laughs> are you seeking revenge on your enemies? This character, personally, no, is not seeking revenge. Do you fight monsters? monsters to find monsters <laughs> otherworldly beings like not 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 just like people who are terrible yes okay uh is this game i have no i have no idea what this is oh, realistic wait. setting and you do fight otherworldly beings but with a weapon guns. that's regular a regular weapon Maybe you could specify what the weapon is. Maybe is it is is it a machine gun? It is a gun. 
That's not a yes or no question, but you use a gun in this game. And it's not first person. It's not first person. It's on the PlayStation 3. Realistic setting. Oh. Oh. Um, I already asked my question. Think of more things you could could point you to what you do in this game. It says it's not multiplayer. You said it's not multiplayer. No multiplayer. This is a toughie, dude. Oh, that's not... That wouldn't... What about genre? I know. Yeah, is this a horror game? <laughs> yes. It's not Resident Evil. There's like no, seven of those. Yeah, it's not a Resident Evil game. Uh, is this a zombie horror game? No. All right. You see. Oh. Ding. <laughs> you wouldn't. Would you? Would I? I don't think you. Would you? Wait. I don't well, it's know. Dave's choice. Right I now. mean, I don't know. Dan thinks he's close. Yeah, he might have it. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Is so. <laughs> Gone. I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. So this is a third-person game. Third-person game. Yes, that's a yes, right? That is a yes. Okay. Was that your question? Yeah, that was my question. Yeah. Okay. Is this? Wait, we've asked that person. I guess it was first person. No, yeah. Oh, it's not your you confirmed guess. You, it is third wanna, person. You could yes. probably. I mean, I guess it can't be second person. Okay. I don't want to call that. Uh, yeah. Is this game side scrolling? No. Okay. Is this Deadly Premonition? It is. Oh my god. Good job, Dan. Weird. <laughs> the 2010 game we Weird. played together. We did. Sort of. I you was did. hoping you guys were going to get to, like, it's open world. So, okay, you do that. Mm. You do investigations. It's definitely a game. It is a game. I see why you struggle with the indie. Well, it's there. made by Access Games, but it then was it was tiny. published by a mm-hmm. bunch of different people. Depending. I also on now understand why you had a hard time knowing the origin of the developer. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what? Like, who thinks this? about them on a regular basis? <laughs> but, yes. So, Dan, congratulations. Yeah, I got a point. point for Dan. Yay. We are tied up. Three pieces. Um, oh, that was the whole taste maker. Yeah, that was, of course it. it was. You won. Whoa! Oh, I thought we were doing five quite five. No, trust games, me, it's got, it's got a, it's got <laughs> long enough here. Um, but now we are turned to the future. We have three games left on the docket. We have Gris, <laughs> we have um, the Messenger, and no. we have one more. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What will be next? Running the machine. Only the machine knows. It's not Sayonara, it's Grease. Or is it Gree? 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 Gree. Well, we're going from one weird game to another weird game. But uh, I think Gree is more important because of its socio-political commentary in general. Is it? (laughs) That's what I've heard. I just played it. I don't know if I <laughs> I think that's what I've heard. I've I've heard that it's just it's another game gets tens, crazy amounts of tens. But see, it also has a reputation people feel it's pretentious, which I do want to get into. I think that you could say that about Kentucky Route Zero. I and I well. was actually I had a note that's like, is yeah. this pretentious? We didn't get to I it. I think though. you could but say that about we'll it. We'll talk about pretentious games possibly next time, but that's next time, listener. Uh, I had, I had a phrase always. written down for for Kentucky Route Zero, which is a t- phrase that I feel like I you hate, anyone would hate hearing it, is you just don't get it. 
You oh. just, uh, that's so true. You, have to, you just have to experience it. If to you don't like it, it, you just don't get it. You just don't yeah. get it. If this well, game doesn't make you, you feel something, us, and we get you, Ugh. and we love you. If you really do love us, leave us some nice comments. Leave us a voicemail if you have anything to add to our conversations. We'll play it on the pod. Um, as usual, if you could leave us reviews, tell your friends, tell your folks, we would greatly appreciate it. We're found on all the places you listen to podcasts. You could also connect with us on Twitter at Dinoscore. 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 We're making it Dinoscore. I'm at zombie underscore pirate. <laughs> And I'm at Dan O'Mac. Dinosaur would be like the tastemaker score, right? Like, just tweet that. Dinosaur. That's the dinosaur. It's not current scoreboard. It's the current dinosaur. Check in the dinosaur. Still evolving. All right. Oh, um, dude, that's so good. We'll good see job. you later. Let's say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.